and welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we're watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, Zach Bassetta. And Vito Lacopola. Remember, it's Anthony Redmatch. And as we had stated very much recently, Anthony, you're looking great. Thank you. Yeah, Anthony, uh, so for those of you listening, Anthony has lost 30 pounds, man. And he's he's looking slim and trim and, and in fighting shape, man. You look great. Thank you. Just man. wanted I to make sure that that. that was that was in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh we, we had a phone call interrupt our, our previous our intro. initial, yes. Yeah, so this is a take two. Take Back two. into it. That's yeah. how committed we are to the fans out there. We want to make sure we get this clean edit. Once more with feeling. That's right. Uh, but we are an hour 45 minutes into Furious 7. Um, and we had kind of started to talk about how this is an action-packed sequence, but it's really a lot of like moving people around, getting people where they need to be. I don't know. There was some cool stuff, but there was also kind of a lot of, not a lot, I don't know, just action. Just action going on. It's, it's slightly cheesy, but I kind of like the slight cheesiness. And there are a lot of little nods to John Woo in there, too, which I'll point out when we get to him. Please I, I thought it was a clusterfuck. I thought it was just messy. Like hard That's kind of what I thought dark. you think. Yeah, very, very dark, like not well lit. And there's an obvious reason for, you know, at least one of the sequences. Because, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like three things kind of happening all at once. Like there's, you know, the fight between, uh, you know, Dom and, um, uh, yeah, uh, Shaw. Uh, there's like the the chase with um, with Ramsey, mm-hmm. and then there's like the fight sequence with Brian. Correct. Am yeah. I missing? Yeah, anything? Brian's trying to like blow up a tower. Well, not not exactly. You're you're close. Oh, yeah. But yes, there's kind of these three threads that are going on at the same time and kind of some weird edits throughout that as well, where it's like, here's this, uh, you know, five minute thing going on 30 quick seconds of, oh, don't forget about this person. And then back to that other thing. And it was kind of like, "Eh, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's messy editing and just. Like I said, really hard to follow because of the lighting. Um, Yeah. Did you have any opening thoughts, Vito, before we jump into this? I'm, in, I mean, in agonizing you know, I'm, detail. I'm the action sucker, so like I, I, I enjoyed like every minute of the sequence. And and again, I I always tell people whenever I tell people I do the show, their eyes glaze over something. Well, not everybody. Like people people either go, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" I'm going to listen to it, or they're like, "Why would you do that?" And I go, wow. "Dude, these movies are so cheesy, and there's but they're so fun." Like. Like I, I, I get they know that their tongue is in their cheek so much so that they bite it sometimes, but I love it. Like I, I thought the sequence was awesome, but we'll, okay. we'll we'll argue about that as we go. Well, guys, uh, before we continue on, uh, I want to say that like I, I completely like got into this like weird conversation with one of my uh, classmates. I'm, I'm going for my master's, so I'm a, a grad student. Uh, but anyways, she didn't even know that I was doing the podcast. Like she had no idea, and she just goes, "Anthony, you're a movie guy." I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Uh, why? Why do you think people like the Fast and the Furious movies?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, do I have a podcast for you?" <laughs> I um, don't know. This uh, this leads me to to the the point I want to bring up. Bring up. Um, we are not on Spotify, boys. 
What? Uh, Spotify is a major platform, and that's a major oversight on my part. I, mean, so I was after, just about to go, well, whose fault is that, Anthony? Mine. Yeah. Is, is that fixable? Can we fix that? that? That's absolutely fixable. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, like, how Spotify works. Like, I, for some reason, I've been just really avoiding using Spotify. Like, I use Apple Music. Like, that's, you know, my Me music too. service. Um, and I, I know, you know, Spotify is, like, the big one now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I need to just look into it and how to, you know, submit our RSS feed to Spotify because that could open up a lot of, you know, possibilities for an audience. Uh, I will be doing that after we record this episode. So listeners out there that are pissed off at us for not, you know, being on Spotify and you have to go to the archaic other platforms, we are coming to Spotify. It is happening. You will be able to listen to all of our episodes on Spotify very soon. Think of all the new listeners this will open us up to that, that, are going to be excited to go back and watch the Fast and Furious movies. We're endorsed by Joe Rogan. Not true. <laughs> We're endorsed by Rob Cohen. We are. Yeah. That's something. I mean, he, uh, and, 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 and the now dead John Singleton. He oh, was, dude. he was wanting to come on. He wanted to come on the show and then he died like a week before he came on. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that and uh, yeah. Tom Barry. Was it Tom Barry? Is that his name? The actor we also tried to get that played. Yeah. Oh God, it's terrible. I can't remember his name. Why? No, it's uh, not. He blew us off. So fuck him. No, he didn't blow us off. I think he got (laughs) sick. Oh, okay. Well Well, then, sorry. The John Singleton thing would have been weird because that entire episode would have been me going like, your movie doesn't exist. What were you thinking? It was. It would have been a a tuna fever dream, bro. Like it it didn't happen. That would have Uh, made the trades though. John Singleton punches podcaster in the mouth (laughs) Um, anything to grow the audience let's let's get this started this party started dom and deckard are on the rooftop of a los angeles parking garage and they're in their cars facing each other you know in chicken preparation mode and they drive head first toward each other dom is able to pop a wheelie somehow which leads him to crashing with dom's car basically on top of deckard's car I don't Those, think that's physically possible. No, that cars actually do wheelie. I've I've seen muscle cars do wheelies. Uh, it's when the car has too much power for the capacity. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like putting a, a, a like plugging a nuclear you know battery into like a, a, a tiny object and it explodes. You know, it's like it's way too much power, so it pops the front front end of the car. Up. Would he so been able is, to do that with that, with that amount of space though? Would he have need longer? That's a good question. Well, anyone who's listened to the show for any degree of time knows that we know nothing about cars. Not, but I, I do know that I have seen cars pop up like that in races. I don't know if it's intentional or if they have any control over it. Right, because there was a scene where they had to do the wheelie in the desert, and it wasn't physically, it wasn't actually possible to do. So they had to find uh, a way to to fake it. I forget what movie it was. I mean, I, I know it was a Fast and Furious movie, but I forget specifically. But okay, uh, well, so then I, it I is may possible. be completely wrong. But, but no, it's possible. They just couldn't do it in the sand. That was the issue. Okay, got it. So I guess a parking garage roof is probably fine. Any thoughts, Anthony? Get you good with the Dom and Deckard scene so far? Meets your approval? Yeah. I. It, well, here, here. Can I just get this part? Okay. You just, I, I love how you're like, what do you think, Anthony? And as Anthony starts talking, you're like, let me cut you off and, 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 and points. 
<laughs> no, no, no. C- continue. I feel like I didn't. I only give you a, a little bit to talk about. But your opinion matters not, Anthony Ray Bench. No, I, all I wanted to say was just like this part was the part that, like I was looking forward to the most. I wanted to see the showdown, and I wanted to see, uh, you know, what was going to happen between the two characters, like how that was going to be resolved, because. We've talked about this on the show before, like the whole like clause of like none of these characters, like none of these actors like want to lose definitively. And yeah. like it just kind of always like intrigues me of like, how are they going to pull that off? Because if two people are fighting, you have to have a winner. You have to, you know. How do you have a stalemate and advance the story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And next, I, I will say this. Like, I think it's a stupid rule. And I, I, I like, hearing about that before you know i did the podcast like really made me not want to see the movies because i was just like it's gonna be done mm-hmm. you know like there there's a lot of emotional stakes to losing there's a lot sure. of story yeah there's a lot of like story opportunities and like you know losing and coming back you know like and guess franchise. what guys you're actors it's not real yeah yeah it's <laughs> just, you're it's not really weird. losing or winning but it's like that weird thing in once upon a time in in hollywood where the agent uh, Swartz is telling uh, telling Leo DiCaprio is like every week they're going to make you the villain and you lose the fight and that affects the way that the audience sees you and it and it really is true I think I think that uh, but but the greatest action heroes if you really think about it John McClane always gets his ass kicked but yeah. because he comes back that makes him a better character Jackie Chan always gets his ass kicked but he somehow manages to to diffuse the situation and win. It's like, we like them better when they get their asses kicked. So when they come off as too macho, it's, I mean, it's like, it's the same thing with like Superman and Wolverine, right? They're virtually invulnerable characters. So how do you put them into situations where there are any stakes aside from throwing Wolverine into the sun? You know, like, how do you beat the guy? Like he's, you just can't. And so when they're invulnerable, it doesn't make them engaging. Yeah, well, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, and I, I've noticed that a lot of times, like when, you know, these characters have these, you know, showdowns, it's always about like separation. It's always like, you know, like they're fighting and, and literally, I mean, you know, kind of jumping forward, like literally like there's a scene where like the ground breaks in between them and makes a physical barrier to break them up. And Two years just, before The Force of Awake or The Force Awakens. Or several years before the Force Awakens. Well, let's not get too far ahead. Dom is so they're on Dom's car is on top. The muscle car is on top of Deckard's car, and Dom shoots through his own floorboard. We're not we're not going to talk about the implications of that about how Dom's car is on top. That was in his contract. He's the top. Deckard's the bottom. My car is on top of you's car. (laughs) And it looks like it's fucking your car, but we're not going to bring that up. That's right. Well, he, fi- he fires through his floorboard with a shotgun at Deckard, who grabs his handgun and returns fire up through Dom's car. And they both somehow miss each other. And then Dom backs his car off of Deckard's car. So Dom's car is still workable, I guess. Yeah, that was I, I wasn't sure if those cars, because we're not car experts, like if that was a front or a rear wheel drive. So I was like, how did he pull off if it's a front wheel? But um, But it's an old car, so Got who knows? Me. I, I thought it was interesting that there was a, it was a gunfight in two stuck cars, mm-hmm. like they were shooting. You know what I mean? Like that was interesting. They could have done more with it, I think. But it was well, and also that they weren't able to hit each other from you know what two feet away. Yeah, with a shotgun. <laughs> exactly. I mean, 
the shotgun downward is going to do a lot of damage. Exactly. And, you know, whatever military-trained Deckard Shaw can't, you know... The bullets glanced off of my brain. <laughs> That's right. Uh, meanwhile, Luke Hobbs is still in the hospital watching a football game on TV when a breaking news alert comes on reporting vehicular violence and a high-speed pursuit happening in downtown Los Angeles. This is somehow important enough to interrupt the football game, uh, and Hobbs squints at the TV. Well, that that happens all the time in L.A. when, when really? somebody's... A- Dude, I okay. So at work, we have a uh, television display behind my head, and anytime there's a car chase, they immediately cut whatever is on television to be like this armed robbery suspect's being chased, and they spend three hours following the guy. So I mean, they're blowing shit up downtown. Of course, that would make the news. You know what I mean? Like, sure, of course. Well, no, they would make the news, but that they would, you know, break into the Rams or whatever. <laughs> I I wonder, like, usually like a little like Chiron would like go across the like bottom of the screen. Like, isn't that what happens? It's a movie. Well, this was what, 20, this was six, seven years ago. You know, times have changed. Uh, The bad guys in the helicopter, they're able to figure out that Dom's team is using a tower, a satellite tower nearby to hack their software and they blow up this tower and this knocks out the TV signal in Hobbs' room, and nothing else, mind you, only the television signal. And somehow he immediately knows that Toretto's involved. He just like looks at the window and says, Toretto. Didn't you guys get to the point where you were like, yeah, his nonsense was kicking in. That tower was like five stories tall. I mean, we're talking like terrorism at this point. Like, this is like, this is full-on fucking osama bin laden it was practically a building like like crazy stuff and yet there's hardly any police presence like no military shows up and this 15 like like it's it's completely impossible but i love it well i think it was maybe i can't remember again which one it was but maybe it was six where there was like all the, the chase involved a lot of extras and there was a lot of like other cars and stuff and people they had to dodge around it feels like in this one the streets are empty which I mean, I know is maybe logistically easier, but you, you don't see a lot of those other cars, and, and there's a lot of parked cars, but not cars being driven. Yeah, it's, L- it's downtown LA. I yeah. mean, when have you At, ever in seen the evening. that? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Thank yeah. God they didn't. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nuts. It would it would have been. Don't edit yourself, Vito. No, because the, there, there's a sequence later that I was going to point ah. this out. So yes, don't forget. Uh, Ramsey loses her hacking signal and wonders what happened. She realizes they cut the signal, the bad guys, and she can't finish, quote unquote, the hack. Uh, Hobbs' daughter, again, who is named only in subtitles, asks him what's wrong. Hobbs says, Wait, What's her name? Because that is Samantha. Watch it was- Samantha, okay. Yeah. Uh, Hobbs says, Daddy's got to go to work. And this is Anthony's <laughs> favorite scene in the whole world. He flexes out of his arm cast and then uh, puts all his tactical gear on, which for some reason is just there in the room. I know. I know. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Why does he have a pistol? And why does he have like flak jack jackets and stuff like that laying around inside the hospital when he's recuperating from a, from a horrible accident? I mean, it's like hilarious. I I think I knew about the cast because back in the day, I used to listen to a lot of uh, "How did this get made?" 
Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I listened to the episode like about this and I don't remember anything else from it, but I remember them talking about the cast and like, I knew it was coming and like <laughs> biggest eye roll like I've ever done. Like my eyes are still rolling. You guys can see it. Like it was just like, what? Like this is such You're a- wearing patches over your eyes from the strain from the, from yeah, the- it's like, this is such like a, a cartoon thing. Like, Hobbs, so wait, ridiculous. you haven't fully healed. Yeah. Oh, it, it gets it gets weirder. It gets it's yeah. it, it gets it gets even less believable. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, and then, like throughout the little montage, there he takes some pills. Yeah, did you I notice know. that? What the fuck was that? Yeah. You know what? It, it was weird. Talk- it looked like uh, I take uh, glucophage for uh, type two diabetes. It looked like diabetes medication, which was. Strange. But why include that in the montage? It's like the Rambo getting ready for battle montage when he cop- pops a couple Xanax. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, that was pretty funny. I figured it was just like pain reliever. So, like Good you thing. know, like kind of. They got time for the pain. audience. Yeah, like to indicate to the audience, like. You know, like he's he's ready to go. All he just needs is like some, you know, prescription strength Tylenol, and he's <laughs> ready to fucking kick some ass again. So that's big how pharma he is. commercial. Yeah. Oh my Ask god! Your like doctor. Someone should cut it into a commercial. Like, <laughs> Ask your doctor if Pavlovic is right for you. That's right. Do not break uh, open your own cast. <laughs> Side effects include <laughs> horrifically enlarged. Calling everybody woman. <laughs> That's right. Horrific violence. Casual sexism. Enlarged <laughs> biceps. Inability to feel pain and suffering. <laughs> or emotions. Um, <laughs> Inability to name your daughter. That's right. Uh, and he, his gun is locked and loaded. I feel that's important to note. Hobbs is all ready to go, and although he still refuses to say his daughter's name out loud, he tells her Alina will be there for her soon, and to give him a couple fist bumps for the road. I kind of like that <laughs> moment. That was like, that was, I, I hate to use the word adorable, but it was kind of adorable, because it's like, that's why we love The Rock, right? Like, he's he plays this this monstrously misogynistic badass, but yet, every once in a while, he's got those little, like, like little like save the cat moments you know what i mean sure. that he does where you're like oh he loves his daughter even though he's leaving her there by himself and abandoning mm-hmm. his his health yeah i i have uh, a lot of things i need to say at the end of this sequence about the rock and like you know kind of what i picked up on like this character moment because he had uh, and we we've been saying this the last like few episodes like he's been missing like pretty big chunks of the movie like they don't even cut back to be like hey remember this guy like it, 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 it kind of surprised me when you talked about that. I was like, oh, Jello, that's right. Being bored, <laughs> playing, chess, playing chess with the guy that's in the room next to him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you know, uh, Hobbs, uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. You'll probably never be able to use that arm again. It is just crushed. Like your bones are like powder. Dude, I, I have to say. Dog. I'm gonna prove wrong. Like like something like that. Like just cut back to the guy. Yeah, that would be in the movie. Yeah, just doing push. Well, I guess he could do push-ups, but rehabbing and whatever. Yeah, rehabbing. You know, like even like that was a joke, but like that totally would have been something like another movie had done. Like you know, hey, you really injured your arm. Like you need to take it easy. And he's like. Gotta get back in the fight. Gotta get back in the fight. You know, you see him. Yeah, especially when he is involved in the, you know. Dude, you're right. That would have been a great payoff 
if they'd yeah. done like the first thing where the guy's like, you'll never use it again. The second moment of him like working on it. And the third moment, he's so strong. He pops yeah. the cast. Yeah. I, I will say this. Uh, I saw this in the theater opening night and the audience went ape shit when I that imagine. cast popped It's up. a cool, it's a cool moment. As yeah. silly as it is, it is cool. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, 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 I'm just an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, I hate those things. I, I think they're very silly. What things? And, and like the, the cast breaking this, thing. Yeah, but I like you. I can recognize that like a lot of people would be like, oh, that's badass. Like, woo, you know, like. Well, it's interesting what, you know, there's different lines for different people. Like there's definitely too cheesy for me, which I mm-hmm. think this movie gets to as well. But like that moment was, it was at borderline oh, yeah. for sure. But within a cinematic sort of thing, I could take it. For me, it crossed that line. And, and you know, what? It, it might not have crossed the line if I had seen it with an audience, because that's an audience pleasing moment. That's, you know, like, a, yeah, you gotta, you gotta see these on opening night. Like there's a diehard fan base that goes to these and it's all like, you know, gearheads and like, you know, it's, it's really cool how, how the people just go nuts. So it is well, a different ex- experience seeing it in a theater with people. We, we all saw an advanced screening of the last one, and I saw an advanced screening of eight. I don't really remember what the audience was going through at those advanced screenings, so maybe I should go stop. Well, but I wonder if there's a difference between advanced screenings and opening night, where advanced well, yeah, screenings, you're getting a lot of movie nerds. Yeah, you know? critics. Like critics. That was the screening we went to. It was a critic screening. Like, I, I, where they I, might I, not react in the same way that like yeah. you know, the general public, yeah. 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 They were also watching eight and nine, which are terrible. Oh boy, are they! But you can you can like completely get a a different experience based on the crowd you're seeing a movie with. Yeah, you know, sure. If they shut the fuck up and watch the movie, I I have to say, as a as a as a fun, well, it's not fun. I went to go see Wakanda Forever last night. Mm. It was a packed theater. I I had my seat. I get up there, and this massively overweight woman is sitting in my chair. I'm talking like, I'm not, I'm not making fun of her for her, but she was like horrendously obese. And I'm like, you're in my chair. And she was like, so, and I was like, um, well, that's my seat. And so this guy comes around and they actually made me move Hmm. instead of her, which was weird. So I ended up having to sit at a different spot. But anyway, during the entire film, this woman was on her phone and kept shining her light right in my face. And I'm just like, it's, it's an incredibly moving movie. Um, it kind of marred my experience. And plus there was a guy who kept talking three feet away. Man, what is the Black Panther? It was just like, it's starting to get to the point. I love going to the movies. It's like it's like going to church for me, but now it's like going to church where there are strippers. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's completely sullied for me now. And and mm-hmm. and it breaks my heart. It was Zach. You would have gone nuts. Everybody was oh, just that's, I don't go to the, the theater anyway. Like, that's for that very reason. Yeah, I can't. It, it was, I take it. Can't yeah, handle it. Was, it was really bad. I mean, when when somebody and then oh, and this woman kept like she rub she was rubbing her foot against my leg, and I finally like fuck? shot her this glance that's like funny. what the fuck? No, she thought she was like rubbing it against the chair. It was uh-huh. it was just an unpleasant experience all around. But Wakanda Forever is really good. Cool. Put it on your list. That was that was the worst plug for a Marvel movie ever. The audience is terrible, but the movie's great. Well, Deckard is still in his car. He crawls out of this is the wreckage of his vehicle, tosses his empty gun. He grabs some loose metal from the car while Dom reloads his shotgun and gets gets out of everyone's getting out of their cars and 
everything unharmed completely yes. completely fine still still 100 not a scratch uh they stare each other down again with dom aiming his shotgun at deckard he says you thought this was gonna be a street fight then he shoots his shotgun in the air grabs a wrench and a tire iron from somewhere in his car and says you goddamn right you know, it made me kind of wish, well, first of all, what, what kind of person would let Deckard Shaw live at that point? Should have just shot him and, and been over with it. They and both second, had the opportunity. Dude, Sorry, if he'd killed him, we wouldn't have had to have to watch Hobbs and Shaw eventually. Oh, that's very true. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of wish you would have shot him in that sequence because I'm really not looking forward to that movie. It, <laughs> oh, if yeah. I was bored enough and I didn't have anything going on in my life, which is not the case, uh, I would love, like, I, I'm putting this out there into the universe, I would love to see someone cut, um, like, the fight between, uh, you know, Dom and Shaw, and cut it with uh, Duel of the Fates from Star Wars, because this felt like a lightsaber duel, like... I would love to see that. Yeah. But it it felt like, you know, like that. Well, yeah, because, well, Decker grabs another conveniently loosened and sharpened piece of metal from his car. So he can also wield two weapons. They're both, they both got the two. Um, And the two. They were were shooting, or they were doing Eskrima, if if my, if my martial arts knowledge serves correct, it's the double Mm. stick fighting. They were, they were doing a lot of moves from Eskrima in this, so it was kind of like a showcase for that art. Ice cream. Yeah, I know. I know Eskrima. We all Eskrima. That's, <laughs> yeah. That yes. was his uh, preferred. His two uh, batons. Yeah. Uh, so the, the two beefcakes run at each other, metal weapons clashing together. <laughs> the two Duel of the blaring in the background. <laughs> That's right. Instead of Duel of the Fates, the song is called Duel of the Beefcakes. <laughs> just imagine a bunch of horns on it's top just, of uh, Dom's and, uh, head. On top of Van, Van Diesel going, Bustle, Bella, Bustle, Bella. Bum, 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 bum. Family, 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 family. Sorry. Uh, they swing metal at each other for a while with Decker getting a few hits in on Dom. Uh, at the same time, Ramsey's trying to get back into the hack. Tej says that he sees several cell phone towers nearby and he radios Brian to tell him that if he can get to any one of those towers, they should be able to regain connection. How, how says quaint is that? That uh, it was just a few years ago, there were only a couple of cell towers in downtown Los Angeles. There's a cell tower on top of my house. <laughs> is that, <laughs> I mean, is there a lot now? No. I, oh, yeah. There's like cell towers like every half block. I mean, it's it's crazy now. Yeah. They, they, if, if that movie had happened today, they could have just hacked into anything else. and. Been, well, it's been interesting. It. I mean, I've been in Los Angeles for, I mean, over a decade and a half at this point. But when I think of cell phone towers growing up in the South, I still think of like just lone towers, just cell yeah. phone towers. But yeah. these are all like on top of buildings, you know. So in my mind, I was thinking O'Brien's just going to a tower, you climb up it. But that turned out to not quite be the case. Right. Um, the bad guys are listening in on this, however. And the guy, the tech guy, I guess, that's monitoring them uh, reports to Mose that Brian is on foot and headed to a tower to reinitiate the hack. Mose says that they're going to stay with the girl 
And instead, he notifies one of his henchmen named Kiet and tells him to stop Brian from making it to the cell phone tower. And I love how they have no idea where he is, but they are able to locate him within moments. No, they have the God's eye, bro. I know, but I mean, it's like, I don't know. Anybody who's ever been in downtown Los Angeles realizes (laughs) you can't get six blocks in an hour. You know what I mean? It takes forever to get anywhere. So like, there's a lot of questionable fucking driving logistics in this sequence. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. who who wants to watch a Fast and the Furious movie where the bad guys are like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" and yelling at the at the trucks to move, and you know the <gasps> the light is green, you asshole. Priuses, yeah, the Priuses, get off your phone. Like, use your turn signal. It's too 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 realistic. I know, right? It hits a little yeah. close to home. Yeah, Anthony, how are you feeling? How are you holding up over there? Are you riveted? I am beyond angry that they keep oh. cutting away from the fight between <clears throat> Sean and Dom. Like that's where my interest lies and everything that's else. Where is your, just, your heart is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is a is. bit. Yeah. It is a kind of a lengthy delay from, from that uh, thread. Uh, Roman is, so Roman is driving Tej and Ramsey swerving through traffic. Uh, so I guess there are some vehicles, but uh, while that drone missile chases them, and also somehow fires bullets. So it's chasing them and shooting at them. Uh, chaos ensues with parked cars blowing up, the drone firing at the street, and Roman swerving through explosions. Roman is shocked that there is now a spaceship following them. <laughs> Tej tells him it's a drone. It's a drone. And Roman acts like this is being overly technical. This was dumb even for Roman, I wrote. I, I love the fact that he's like, it's a spaceship, and two movies later, he's going to be the spaceship. <laughs> right. But like um spaceship, there was also dude. that moment where the uh where the drone like first shows up and it goes it like skims across that building and blows out all those windows. I mean, there's like massive damage mm-hmm. to, to, to downtown Los Angeles, which leads me to believe that that's why it looks like it does today. Like well, downtown Los Angeles is like horrible right now after covid uh and uh so should, it doesn't matter that they destroyed a, it in this movie we should start a fast and furious downtown la tour Vito. jesus here's what I happened to, here I have to, my name is Veet diesel and uh we're gonna show you the that's you know, right i'm, I'm like flabby uh, half cousin I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the vin you get off of wish that's you right. know that, that meme. yeah well Maybe you guys know more about this than I do, um, but I heard that there's rumors that there's going to be some reconstruction at Universal Studios where they are going to make a Fast and the Furious ride proper, not just part of the the studio tour, but like an actual like ride. You guys, I haven't heard. That? I haven't heard, but I can find out. That would yeah, be good. amazing. Uh, I can. I, ha- I can definitely ask. Um, so Tej tells Roman to shut up and drive. Cause I would like to see that ride and it would make a great episode. Yes, it would. Uh, there are a few, a few more explosions as Roman calls Letty for backup. She says she's on her way. Dom and Deckard are still fighting with their homemade swordly weapons. Uh, Deckard is still in control briefly before Dom regains the upper hand and makes a bit of a comeback. So it's kind of like uh, you're ahead a little bit, then I'm ahead a little bit and you're ahead a little bit, then I'm ahead a little bit. And and weirdly enough, neither of us ever wins. That's yeah. right. It's the it's the sad reality of things. It was a very. I did enjoy the fight. Don't it's get me a wrong. great fight. Yeah, right? it's very well choreographed. 
but kind of like meh emotionally, I suppose. Yeah, because there's no uh, stakes. Exactly, there were no stakes. Uh, back in Roman's car, Roman tells Ramsey to get ready to go again, and as he drives under a under a bridge, the bad guy helicopter fires a missile at him. It blows the car to pieces, and the bad guy says, "Target destroyed." And Mose laughs. <laughs> as as bad guys are fond to do. That's right. No good guy would have laughed at someone being blown up in a car. No, sir. That's right. Uh, but then the tech guy says that God's eye still has her location. The tech guy just runs back. Th- he runs back the camera footage from a different angle to see that when they drove under the bridge, they all jumped out of the car. I... And- Okay, I actually kind of liked the sequence. Anthony is rubbing his hands on his face and turning <laughs> bright red. But but think about this. Well, first of all, Person of Interest was a very popular show at the time this came out. They did things like that all the time because it was there were shots from different cameras and stuff around the world. You'd see a sequence, you thought it happened one way, and then it would cut to another angle and show you. And so I liked that they used that story thing because the audience watching it live is like, oh my God, they just blew up Tej. Anything can happen in these. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, holy shit, they're dead. And then because they run that back, they're able to show you that they got out. That, that gives you the relief of the tension that you feel thinking two of your favorite characters are dead. I do agree that it works for what they needed to do. But at the same time, it does make you wonder like, well, why didn't they see that angle from the beginning? Because God's eye was, was made to see everything. It wasn't made to selectively show you. That's right. It can't read your mind. Yeah, bad guy. It's not an adult adult movie IVR uh, whatever where you can make it do what you want it to do and see what angle you want. That's it to right. Do. Forget not about that it. I've not that I've ever watched one of those. <laughs> right. But but you know it's like yeah they had to they had to locate the correct angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Letty is right there waiting, and Ramsey gets in the car with her as Tej and Roman take off on foot. Uh, but the bad guys, of course, they know that Ramsey is with Letty now. Uh, Ramsey asks Letty if they get in trouble, who's coming to save them? And Letty says, they're it. Cool dun, line. Dun, I didn't dun. understand. I mean, I don't know. Who's coming to save them? I mean, Dom, I assume. <laughs> what do you mean, who? Women don't need no man to save them. Letty's right. competent. She can Letty do has her own, her own agency. She can do this. Uh, Brian don't look at me like that. Anthony's looking at me right now like, look, I love Letty. I'll always love Letty. Okay, I can see why she's Dom's special girl, Anthony. Just let it go. Grab picking her up by her butt cheeks. Yeah. All I'm saying is that she's she's come back from the dead, mm-hmm. and she has regained her memory from amnesia. Mm-hmm. Anything's mm-hmm. possible for Letty. That's right. She she's an overcomer. She's a survivor. The sky she's is a, the limit. Sky Inspirational. Is the limit. Story. Oh. She might even become governor of Pennsylvania with all those headphones. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brian, meanwhile, is inside a building and Tej tells him there's a service elevator that'll take him directly up to the repeater, whatever that is. Do you guys know what a repeater is? No, I have no idea. Something to do, I guess, with transmitting a signal. I, this gets really kind of complicated. Let's see if I can look it up while we're talking here. Yeah. Repeater as related to cell phone towers. Um, Brian's headed to the elevator, but some soldiers with guns, including this Kiet fella, crash in through the windows, firing at Brian, who ducks for cover. And, and uh, very heavily shadowed. Very, so you can't very see his face. 
maybe it wasn't uh, Paul. I I really loved this sequence, by the way. This was very, very heavily influenced by John Woo, in particular, Hard Boiled. Now, Vito, I, I almost texted you, to, to, but I figured you'd do it anyway. Did you uh, look up anything about this Kiet guy? Whoever plays no, him? No, I didn't. Um, I'm here, curious. I, I hate to say it. The last couple of times we've recorded, I've mismanaged my time where like I watch it, and then I take a couple of notes or whatever, but I usually watch it like three times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a long story short, I only got to watch it like twice. So I didn't take my notes, but I'm remembering a lot of this stuff. But I, I will look him up too. Um, just to update everybody, a cellular repeater is a type of bi-directional amplifier oh my used to improve cell phone reception. It Bro. consists of an antenna that receives and transmits signals from nearby cell towers, coaxial cables, a signal amplifier, and an indoor rebroadcast antenna. Dude, Kiet is fucking Tony Jaw. It's oh, the yeah, guy from the was. bus. Yeah, he's from the bus. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize him at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought well, I that thought makes you were a lot saying, more sense. I, I thought, thought you were saying. No, no, he no, jumped, no. He was the one. Remember, he, he was jumped the one out that, of the, the back and rolled, remember, and did his little hit <laughs> and then yeah, ran and off like it was. Because oh, we talked okay. about how it implied that he would be coming back later. Oh, but it's, like, it's yeah, weird. we never see him again. No, it's weird because I knew it was Tony Jaw. I thought you were suggesting to look up Kiet because I thought it was like a tie-in to another movie or something. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, the the, yeah, that's Tony Jaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, remember I, Tony at the end of I, I called you Tony. Anthony, at the <laughs> end of the uh the sequence in the in the truck, remember when Brian was running up the side of the truck and they he's saved Moses him on the car? right like hand. Like he, he jumped out right before the truck crashed and did a roll and then sat up and he looked at the camera and, and went like hey. you know like he did a little sneer and then jumped over like a a hill or something and ran off. So he survived. This isn't well, over yet. That was a long time ago. And I completely forgot that that character survived. I thought this was a new character that they were just introducing. Um, it was so obscured and, and dark that I didn't realize it was Tony Jaw. Like if the lighting was better, I definitely would have been like, Oh, like I know that guy, you know, cause. Well, it, it would have also helped if we were watching it as as a singular movie in a three-hour frame yes. instead of once a week there is a callback when he said well uh, uh, when you when you get to it I'll, there, it's a callback to the earlier fight but okay yeah please do because i was also going to say i don't think that they name him in the original fight they name he names no, him they don't right so yeah. that would have helped yeah uh Brian sees a, one of those rolling floor dollies with some chemicals on it or something. And at first I thought he was going to throw like a homemade bomb or something, but instead he comes rolling out on the floor dolly, laying flat on it and shooting at the bad guys. That's, rolls- that's totally a John Woo. John yeah. Woo would do that. Yeah. And he kind of rolls past the, the corridor or hallway that they're in, then through or under a garage door that's open just enough for him to slide under. That's that pretty cool. And that was kind of an Indiana Jones reference, how he always gets under the door. I know. He didn't have a hat to drop. Yeah, that's true. But I I thought that this sequence was really amazing. Um, They've done this. I think the – don't don't quote me on this, listeners, but I think uh, The Replacement Killers, which wasn't a John Woo movie, but it was a tribute to John Woo, might have had a sequence where there was a guy on a dolly. But I think they've done it – there's a couple – Baby Driver, I think, might have done something like that. I'm I'm – Fucking up my references. But, sure it could be, but I can't. Yeah, there's there's like two or three movies where they use a dolly to to slide by bad boys. Maybe um, someone's yelling at their podcast machine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right well, that's now. that's why I said don't no, quote me because like 
Yeah. <laughs> on, they will be soon, though. Soon. Um, as uh, Brian gets on the other side of the garage door, he shoots a little box that closes it the rest of the way. So the bad guys are trapped, I guess, on the other side. Uh, but they start shooting through it as Kiet tosses his gun and runs off to head off Brian, who's racing up some stairs. And I thought there was kind of a cool sort of panoramic shot where uh, Brian looks up the stairs. There was some cool shots here, even though it was terribly yeah, it's very well shot. Um, Kiet does some cool parkour moves. And just as Brian reaches the door at the top of the stairs, Kiet is there to kick his gun, kick the gun out of Brian's hands so they can fight like men, like v, like Anthony likes. Yes, like I with like. their fists. Anthony, why Anthony is always talking about how he just wishes men would take their shirts off and grease themselves down and <laughs> wrestle right. and and fight and you know just I don't think tear at each other. Anything like that. <laughs> Oh, like on. they used to do it in ancient Greece with their come on, Anthony. You talk like bodies. that all the time off camera, all the time. You the even text me photos of men wrestling, and I'm like, why are they naked? I, I think you're talking to someone else, dude. <laughs> like, it says Anthony Ray Bench right here on my computer. I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, meanwhile, these two uh, athletic. What do you want to wrestle, Anthony? Is that what you're telling me? I'll take my shirt off right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Kiet jumps onto Brian, which sends him flying into and through the stairway door somehow. I thought this sequence was really cool too, even though they both would have severe neck damage. Yeah, like because they, they go through the door, and the door then is sliding down the stairs. That, and I was like, you know, Where's the stairwell going to hell? They go down like five. I know five. it's the straightest staircase in the world, but it's also like five levels. I'm like, Yeah. They literally end up like next to Satan. He's like, Saddam, why don't you love me? I know. Dante's uh, wondering where they're going. Uh, I was like, I don't think the building itself is wide enough to house that staircase, but that's right. neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, once they stop sliding, they immediately get up, none the worse for wear, and continue fighting. They're not even, uh, you know, kind of sore or anything. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, there's no consequences in these movies like... Yeah, if you'd go down a, a half a flight of stairs on one of those doors like that, you'd suffer terrible spinal damage. And you don't and even damage. have to. You would in reality, and you don't even yeah. have to go that far in the movie. But you know, obviously, because then the fight would be over. But you can have them like clearly like taking a toll on on the. What's It'd be awesome on. if they both got up and they they were like, oh, they held up their hands like, hold on, and it comes to a shot it. of them at a chiropractor. <laughs> Getting their necks adjusted, you hear as they're getting, and then they're both like they thumbs up each other, and then it cuts back to them fighting again. They're all better. Maybe I should do a really shitty, like, meet the Spartans type movie. I could do better than a lot of these crappy, that's right, comedies. Get on it. Uh, well, Brian Anthony just rolled his eyes again, like he did at the beginning of the of, of the fight sequence. You just rolled your eyes so hard, dude. My screen flashed. <laughs> I thought it was a glitch. <laughs> uh, Brian and Kiet, Mister Tony Jaw, end up in a room with some tools and an open elevator shaft. And Brian manages to hook Kiet to one of those big spools of rope, I guess, and he pushes it down the elevator shaft just as Kiet is getting ready to bash his head in with a gas can or something. 
And Kiet notices what's going on with plenty of time, really, to unhook himself. But instead, he screams and slides to the elevator shaft where he falls to his death uh, as Brian calls out, too slow. And that's a callback to the earlier fight where Brian is trying to fight him and he's trying to grab things and Kiet's kicking him and blocking him. And he's just too slow. He's mocking him for not being fast like he is. And so... That's a really good callback with Brian basically outwitting him. He knows that he can't beat him physically, so he has to outwit him mentally, which is what he does, which is, I think, a really great payoff. And again, really great storytelling, despite the fact that you guys are about to tear it apart. Yeah, but the obvious, the obvious one, and I think that the one that would have worked better is if, you know, like he had latched and then kicked the thing and said, going down. Oh, that's so Schwarzenegger though. <laughs> going <Exactly>. down. <laughs> going down. Next stop, bottom floor. Looks like he got Monterey, the shaft. Candies and death. Looks like he got That's the best one. I'm telling you, man, we need more one liners. <laughs> I would say that I liked it the way that Vito described it. I don't know that it was, and I know we're watching them in 15 minute chunks, but I I don't know how clear it was. Even the first time I watched the film, I don't think I noticed that, you know, in its entirety in one sitting uh, that that I didn't notice the connection between those fights. Yeah. Cause I, I like, I like the idea how action movies will have that, that sidekick guy who, who fights a character and then somehow, they manage to escape and he keeps pursuing him. And then they finally get the little, you know, the little fight that they need. Like uh, Bennett, guy. Bennett in a uh, commando. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should have let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> That's right. I, I do love your shaft. Looks like you got the shaft. You know, something I know, like man. That. We, need, we need a good action film. Damn it. That's the one thing I miss. I feel like there aren't a lot of good one action film one liners anymore. That's, yeah. I think, I, I, I hate to say it, and this is certainly not to shit on screenwriters in general, because all three of us here are screenwriters, but like, there aren't a lot of people who could pull that stuff off anymore. Shane Black is one of them. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, I think, you know, there, there are certain people who could pull those kinds of lines off. Other ones, it'll come off as really cheesy, I think, and it, it will be a detriment. Or not even only that, but just like, uninteresting i i won't say well it was vfw and i liked vfw but the dialogue was was awful like uh the main guy Stephen lane like he's getting ready they're getting ready to go kill the bad guys whatever and they you know so shows them all gearing up and getting ready and everything and he looks at the other guys and he says let's go it's like <laughs> really like come on dude like that's your opportunity it's it's yeah. better than this ends tonight which has been in every movie Totally. Or let's do this history. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would say that like a good one liner is definitely a combination of like the writer, the director and the actor, the delivery. Yes. Like they, they all have to be like super duper solid in order for it to work. And I think you have actors that like the kind of actors that were able to do that. And even ad lib some like, they they don't exist anymore like who is like the modern day equivalent of like arnold schwarzenegger well that's the the thing they don't it's it seems like a lot of times the action guys want to be the comedy guys too you know like chris pratt funny guy uh the rock you know wants to do a lot of comedy and stuff like there's a difference between 
lines that are humorous and cool and kind of at the same time and like a joke line. Yeah. Well, by the way, I, I do want to point something out. I, I mentioned Scott Adkins, uh, either the last podcast or the one before. I felt really bad because I know a lot of people listening to this love Scott, and I think he's awesome too. I, I kind of, the way that I described him made him sound like he was like this D-list, terrible, whatever. He's actually a really great action star, and I, I wanted to apologize because I gave the wrong impression of what I thought of him when I was describing him in a thing. He's badass. Did you guys see the recent uh, Jamie Foxx movie, the vampire film, uh, Night Shift or Day Shift? Yeah, Day Shift. No, he's, he's I... in. He's in it as one of the. They're called the Nazarian brothers or the Kazarian brothers or something. They're these like these Armenian brothers who like kill vampires. They're badass. So Scott Atkins is really cool. Um, he's he's actually somebody I think could be a list but for whatever reason he's never been given the shot because he's charismatic he's a pretty decent actor he's funny um and he's a really badass martial artist so he hmm. he could probably pull stuff like that off I have to look up some some of his stuff yeah uh hobbs at this point has somehow commandeered an ambulance and is careening down los angeles that streets. was the worst this is where i lost i was yeah. just like that's, this oh, is worse than the cast breaking. I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but, but I'll. So it's interesting. Okay, we know what the line is for Anthony. Stealing an ambulance is too much for Vito. No, apparently. no, it's what he does with the ambulance and how he does it and his timing. And everything. Ah, well, then yeah. we may be thinking of the same part. Heroes, uh, no, because if it was stealing the ambulance, that would be heroes don't steal. Yeah, like that's right. that's that's an incredibly naive. You know, well, he's an anti-hero clearly, even though he works for the government apparently. Uh, the drone is back on Letty and Ramsey. Letty says they'll lose them in the tunnel, but Moe's orders the drone to fire, and the missile hits Letty's car just as they enter the tunnel. But apparently it's not too bad because she can still drive, and the drone follows them into the tunnel, swerving around other cars and homeless people. Yeah, and I saw that homeless guy, and I'm like, one homeless guy in downtown Los Angeles? Well, now I know this is a fantasy <laughs> film. <laughs> It was 2015. It was different. Yeah, yeah because uh, anybody who is in downtown Los Angeles now, it looks like oh, a there'd zombie be, movie. There'd be little communities. It looks like a zombie. Yeah, it, it, they would have been like wiping out entire homeless little communities. Tent it communities. would have been horrible. Yeah, um, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, the drone has a missile lock, which I guess it hasn't before. It somehow seemed more urgent and dangerous. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, and Mo says, take him out. At this point, Letty is at the end of the tunnel and she exits with the drone following and ready to fire. Hobbs and his ambulance crash through the barrier of the roadway over the tunnel exit, if you can picture this, and crashes in front of the tunnel and the drone, essentially taking the explosion for Letty and Ramsey. The timing and logistics of this, the pre-planning that it would have required, is insane to the point that I question the realism of this. That was that was where I was like, okay, that was a little that was a little too much. He would have had the forethought, the foresight, not only to know where Letty was going, but yeah. that the drone was going to shoot at them. Well, I mean, think about the fact that he's been heading there in this ambulance with no he has no communication with them whatsoever. Exactly. He has no idea where these people are. He has no idea what is happening. He doesn't know there's a drone. He doesn't know that that they're in the tunnel, but he happens to be at the tunnel, drives off. Maybe he just because his arm is bad, it swerved 
and he went off the. T- it was an accident, and he ran into the drone. It cr- and no crashes through the the fucking whatever you call it the barricade of yeah, the that was, road. That was really fucking stupid. It looked like I don't know they're in down Burbank somewhere or something. I don't know. Just just for the listener, I can believe that Dom can drive a car out of the window, the thirtieth story of a window of a building, go into another building, then go into another building. That I can believe, mm-hmm. but him crashing his his emergency vehicle into a drone terrifying that, that was dumb. a bit much for for me as well too much I, I mean was it cool yeah sure it made zero sense yeah well that's right. we should do we should do an entire series of skits about like what i mean because really like is he driving going okay if i take the hypotenuse of the uh of the blah 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 and i do this and whatever i should be able to arrive there at the exact moment too and what if you miss you know what i mean it's like he would have died crashing his no no he wouldn't have no he wouldn't have and samantha would have been would have been dadless she and alina would have been waiting in that hospital where's dad he's not coming back honey he's not coming back what were you gonna say anthony all that bravado for nothing um i i was gonna say like my brain completely just like scrubbed this part like i remember him arriving with the ambulance and i remember him shooting the drone like you don't remember him crashing through them to save no. the day? And I literally watched it like 10 minutes before. <laughs> Doesn't like, he like yell, yeehaw, or something like that? Says, too, he Kanye, it? motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, my brain has like a healing factor where it just filters out like that shit. <laughs> Anthony's adamantium brain. Uh, the ambulance is totaled, but Hobbs is A-OK. He's fine. And kicks out. I thought this was cool, although it was so stupid, where he kicks out the front wheel windshield, but it's yeah. on the side, so he just walks out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so dumb. Uh, he walks over to the drone, somehow able to know exactly where the camera is, and shoots it out as the bad guy's watching. You know what was the best part of this moment? Is that it's a drone, and as he aims again at the camera, the guy piloting with the drone goes, <gasps> and rears back like he's about to be shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just oh, a no. movie, man. You're just watching a screen, bro. Yeah. And one of them reports that someone just double tapped the drone. Womp womp. What uh, if the drone had hopped back up at the last second and he had to shoot it again like it was a horror movie? It would have been I, terrible. But it would have been fine. Yeah. Would have been just in step with everything <laughs> right. we've seen so far. Uh, <clears throat> Letty has stopped her car right in front of the ambulance and is happy to see Hobbs. She asks him if if he brought the cavalry. Hobbs picks up the drone's machine gun and says, woman, I am the cavalry. That's right. There's the casual misogyny that uh, Anthony loves so much. Woman. Woman. Also, that line summed up, like, The Rock's part in this movie. Like, he came there to save the day. <laughs> yeah, right. Without crossing paths with Dom or Vin yeah. Diesel, I should say. Guys, he's he's a Sigma male, man. <laughs> he's a Sigma male. They don't call him alpha males anymore. Now there's now there's a, a whole movement called Sigma males. We got alphas, sigmas, and incels. Don't you guys uh, follow any of the local uh of, of the of the of the no, masculine? No one uh, digs no. as deep into the internet as you do, Vito. No, yeah, there's a there's a thing called Sigma males, Sigma males, which as far as I could tell, is just being an asshole. Because they're like, Sigma males don't buy women drinks. Sigma Kai! S- Sigma males, if a woman says, do you want to dance? He's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm doing my own thing. It dances by himself. It's just like being an asshole. 
It's mm-hmm. a Sigma meal. Nice. So it's, it's all the guys who get laid while the three of us go to the bar and try to be nice guys. Don't toss me into your equation. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I don't do that either. So. Uh, Ramsey asks who Hobbs is as he heads back into the tunnel for some reason. I have no idea where the fuck he's going with the machine gun turret. And Letty says, that's Hobbs. Because the audience needed to be reminded as well. Well, yeah, what uh, Ramsey asked, right? Didn't she say, like, yeah, who, she is says, who is or... that? Who is that masked man? Uh, <clears throat> Brian makes it to the roof of the building where the cell phone tower is, finds the repeater. I'm sorry I butchered your explanation of what that was, Vito, because I was basically, so excited. It's basically an antenna that shoots out Sends the, the signal. Antenna. Yeah. That's... Well, even dumber. Tej tells him all he has to do is plug his cell phone into the access cable and Ramsey will be able to start hacking again. Easy peasy. That easy. Why didn't you do that in the first place? Yeah, just plug your cell phone into it, silly pants. Because it seems like this ending has been rewritten. You know, that's what I was going to say is that there's a lot. Who knows what they had to change? Yeah, it's always though they I'm surprised they didn't mention something as a as a tie-in for like commercial, whatever. Just plug in your iPhone 5, you know what I mean? Like your local cell phone tower. Five, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's but it's like they always do things in movies where they're like, just plug into your Galaxy, you know, 6S and then adapt it to the you know Samsung whatever. And you're like, why did why are they naming the products? It, oh, I know a, it's because they're trying to sell them. If it's a Sony picture, it's it's always a Vio. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never met anybody who who has a bio. I don't don't even know what a bio is. Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's the Sony computer. Well, they can keep it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, it hacks into like satellites. That's that's the guy at the bio. You know, the bio (laughs) president. You'll never satellites, you guys. All you do is just plug in. In Sony movies, they still use Bing.com. Hey, oh, that's hilarious. Hey, uh, I did a search for gum and nothing came up. That's Bing. <laughs> Bing is Bing, like the Bing. worst. Dude, you could like put anything in there. Monkey and like it gets two search results and one of them is just a, a picture of your best friend. It's horrible. Oh my goodness. Uh, somehow. Uh, my best friend's a monkey. Was... That's my sitcom coming out this song. My best friend's a monkey. Never mind. I tried to salvage that one and it just went nowhere. You're bananas. Uh, <laughs> I'm chimply the best. Uh-oh. Uh, somehow, Brian's plugging into the cell phone with his smartphone works, and Ramsey's back in. And also, she's immediately at 100%, 100% hack, I guess, with full control of God's eye. Guys, and- it's stuck at 99%. I need you to plug in your cell phone now. <laughs> I know, right? Just immediately done. And on the bad guy helicopter, their monitors all blink out, and the tech guy informs Moe's that they've lost God's eye. Also, the U.S. military is a, a closing in. You know, Finally. They've been, yeah, I know. It only took them 20 minutes. Well, uh, yeah, Hobbs didn't notify anyone. He just took off on his own. Uh, Brian is back outside and getting into his car. He informs Roman that he's on his way, and Roman says he'll see him there with uh, the audience not really being told what their plans are. They're going somewhere. They've got a plan. Uh, Dom and Deckard are still fighting. This is where Anthony's attention is really uh, kept focused. 
Dom throws Deckard right into the windshield of another car before Deckard regains control and kicks Dom around a bit. So it's still kind of back and forth. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the helicopter. I was going to say, those two have the most stamina of any characters I know, I've right? seen in my and life. No advancement whatsoever other than, hey, don't forget, still fighting. Uh, they go back to the bad guy helicopter and they're approaching the roof that Dom and Shaw are fighting on and they're lining up apparently to kill Dom. Uh, Dom gets knocked against Deckard's car and sees a bagger of grenades in the back seat. Uh, but Deckard knees him. Dom suplexes Deckard on the top of the car, drags him back first onto the ground, throws him again, goes to give him a Superman punch, but gets a pipe in the face instead. And they get back up, breathing hard, but otherwise still in pretty good shape. Yeah, really. The pipe, the pipe to the face. I'm sure Vin Diesel goes through that all the time. And he re- he re- a little bit of makeup on Vin Diesel's cheek. I don't know if you <laughs> you knew that or not. Like he he really had to fight, like for just that smear. Like they wanted to bruise him. I didn't know. Him, he's just like it's one smear. That's all you get. That's in my contract. One smear. So it's just right. like a very like. Yeah. Like there, there's some there's some kind of blood, I guess, on their clothes. It's hard to tell Da or uh, Shaw's wearing black, basically. But yeah, I love no there's, there's, there's no yeah, bruises. there's blood on their clothes, but no bruises or no cuts. Yeah, on their face. No one's hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's just like they took like a like a bit of rouge and just like underneath his like eye and just that and he's just like this makes me look badass, right? No, <laughs> what makes look like a what I think what, what looks way more badass is like they are so fucked up. But they're yeah. still fighting. John McClain, yeah. another great example. You know, Rocky, Rocky, fucking Rocky. Exactly. The best, the best makeup, man. Like, geez. cut me, Mick. Cut me. Yeah, yeah. He looks like you guys do it. Like, Rock, if you touch it, you can lose all your blood. Yeah. I don't know why he sounded like screaming Jay Hawkins there. But. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, the anything else, Anthony? No. I didn't mean to catch up. Uh, the pilot informs Mose that Shaw is in the way of his shot, and Mose says it looks like their friendship is at an end then, and you gives the order to heart. fire. I know. You don't, you don't want to see that happen. You don't want to see friends not being friends anymore. Well, as we'll, we'll learn later, he has uh, allegiances that lie elsewhere, I guess. Uh, the rocket hits the parking garage and explodes, shaking the structure. Which leads us to the part you were talking about earlier, Anthony, uh, with the huge crack appearing between Dom and Deckard. Uh, Symbolic, you might say. Uh, And Dom says, the thing about street fights is that the street always wins. I thought that was a great line. Come on. Come on. (laughs) That was a great line? Dude. It didn't bother me. It was, I could go either way. The street always, Anthony, it's the street. And right. he crushes I know. That is Come also true. Not technically a street. Because the street will... garage. Anthony, Anthony's like, how I can't tell you the number of fist fights I've been in where a fucking grenade blows up the, the, the ground and I have to knock the guy down the hole. The parking okay. garage always wins. That's I mean you have to yeah, that, that is true too. I, mean, I, I like, like one of those too. things where it's like it's cheesy enough it works, you know. Yeah, and, but okay. exactly, <laughs> I'd rather him say something, whether it's cheesy or not. Then you know, let's go. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I, okay, like even that cheesy line, which made me laugh. Like aside, like I was on board with this, like with the grenades and everything. 
was not on board with the foot stop that the foot stomp that came after i was like that is stupid (laughs) what if he would have done that and his side fell exactly yeah well you couldn't really tell at the time that he did the stomp that the crack was sort of like that shaw was in the middle of the crack yeah because it looks like the whole thing's about to go down from the way it shot previously yeah and so yeah it would have in real life but only the floor under Shaw falls out, and he tumbles down to the level below as Dom gingerly, watches. by the way. Yes. Very gingerly. Like a little uh, British feather. Yeah. <laughs> Floating down like a feather, guys. That's Bye. right. A little British feather. Uh, Dom looks up to see the helicopter and stares Moe's down. As he does, the helicopter gets a lock on Dom, and Moe says, Goodbye, Toretto. But of course, before that can happen, here comes Hobbs firing at them with his little machine gun. Uh, Moe's orders his men to take Hobbs down. But before they can, Hobbs shoots out the gun guy. So Moe's goes over to the gun himself to try and take care of Hobbs. Hobbs and Moe's shoot at each other as Letty arrives with uh, Ramsey. And Letty calls on her little walkie-talkie for help. No, no, not even on a walker, just out loud. And Dom hears her from on top of the parking garage and and recognizes it as Letty's voice because he rushes into action, grabbing the bag of grenades, Chekhov's bag of grenades we saw earlier. <laughs> That's a great name for an album, Chekhov's I know, right? bag of grenades. Uh, he gets back in his fully functional car and speeds off. One of Moses' men informs him that Dom is getting away and Moses orders him to stop him. Uh, Dom buckles up as he speeds down the parking garage and dodges missiles being fired from the helicopter. And Hobbs is still firing his machine gun at the bad guys and the helicopter uh, as it spins out of control. And that ends our 15 minutes. Not enough action, in my opinion. (laughs) No, you're right. It it was action packed for sure. But it was kind of like, and then this happens and then this happens. Oh, but don't forget about these guys. They're still around, you know. There yeah. was a lot to cut back back and forth between. It, it was clumsy and messy. Like, but you have to wonder what the original plan was. Yeah, yeah and, you know, like, it, it's excusable because they, you know, were, were dealt such a devastating loss, and you never know how much they had shot, what they were working around, the schedule, because, you know, even though this thing happened, you still have to release a movie yeah. on time, on the agreed time. Uh, so like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be too harsh on it, but it's just, it's noticeable. Like it's noticeable because it also kind of comes out of nowhere and it's so different from the other like action sequences that happened earlier in the movie. Like it feels Mm -hmm. rushed. It feels like kind of not connected. Uh, the editing and the pacing is just really, really off. Um, and you know, you have one sequence where like the actor is completely like obscured and in the dark. And like, that made me just think like, okay, like, you know, it was probably Cody. Really, yeah. They were really scrambling and it probably wasn't Paul. It was probably, might, it might've been to save money on the CGI budget because yeah. Cody Walker does a lot like Paul Walker in certain, you know, things. So they probably thought if they put it in the dark, they could kind of cover that. Yeah, and that's that's a good strategy, um, you know. And let's be honest, guys. Like, probably most of the people who saw the movie did not notice that. 
and it didn't cross their mind at all that you and I, I mean, I didn't we, think about it too much. I mean, as you, you know, mentioned it, yeah, of course, but we, we, we picked these things apart. We noticed these things like we, we've all been involved in filmmaking, you know, like we've kind of, you know, we have an interest in the special features and the behind the scenes stuff. Like, so like, you know, like it also, like they use this tactic very commonly with CGI, like it, to hide the flaws usually when you know big cgi monsters like the the second godzilla movie and even the first one they always film it like the big epic action scene in the dark with rain to obscure the you know the, yeah. the flaws and in, in the design and, and the animations and stuff like that like this is definitely it worked for that. jurassic park you know what i yeah. mean like the, yeah. the, the it works so well for them that they've kept that as like their strategy so let's go back to practical effects yeah i mean that would be a dream um, but yeah, like I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm cutting it a lot of slack just because, you know, there's, there's obviously something that happened in the production of this film that made them have to cut those corners and made them have to do those things a certain way. Um, I, I really, really just wish they would have focused more on the fight between Dom and Shaw. Like that was where the emotions were. Everything else was like, I don't know what's, why they're doing this. Like, why are they going to the, the, the tower? Why are they doing this? Like, it's just right. very kind of... Give something just, for Brian to do? Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't... Play well, and also, we're two on. hours into this fucking thing at this point. Long-ass movie. Like, yeah. We have, like, what, like 19 more minutes left? I mean, two hours. Two hours, 45. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. I don't know. We got at least one more episode, maybe two. I mean, I have yeah. to go and look. Because, yeah, we haven't even really – it won't take much longer to wrap this up, but then we got the whole preamble or whatever post-script, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting from this point on, I think, to kind of go through these films where, ooh, it's just going to be talking about how bad they are. But uh, I'm looking forward to it at the same time. I, I, love, I love this movie. Vito, have you not seen Hobbs and Shaw? I, I still – I can't make myself oh, so you know good. you know how there are movies that like you well, have gonna... you and you want to watch it yeah i know i i can't force myself to watch it i even started right. i started it and got about a minute and a half into it and turned it off and found something else to do so like i'm avoiding it because i know even though these movies are over the top that's where it started getting into superhero territory and it just i don't want to see that i can more cl- uh Concern, explain better when we get there what my issues are with Hobbs and Shaw. It's not just that it's a comedy, but we'll get there. Yeah. How are you holding up, Anthony? I still are you ready. Good. Yeah. Are you ready to wrap up this film, this uh, cinematic uh, masterpiece? Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't think it's a cinematic masterpiece, but it's Me, definitely one of my more. I guess, for lack of a better term, like my favorites in the series. I still You've enjoyed I this like, one overall. Yeah, I still think I like one, and then four, and then six, and then this. Sure. So, I, yeah. I don't hate this film, and I, I think I'm more forgiving because I know, you know, that what they were Paul going through. Um, and I, I can kind of forgive like a lot of things that like, ah, that's weird. It's like, all right, like how did that factor into, you know, everything. And our, um, our issues like this have been largely at the end, I think, of yeah. the film. Yeah. 
Um, the the Rock, like, it's so weird and obvious that like he just shows up at the end and is like he he it's he's the cavalry. I'm still like, here. Yeah, he's and he's again, the Hobbs ex machina. Yeah, <laughs> Deus ex Hobbs. That's, that's perfect. The Deus ex Hobbs. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it kind of like I I could not stop thinking about like you know when they were writing this movie like i'm sure the rock came in and was just like i saved the franchise so i need to save the day in the movie like because i i feel like he has that mentality you know like these movies aren't as big as they are like and i came not in because, and really elevated i think he came in at the time when this series was kind of regaining its audience and was it cool that it was the rock? Yeah, absolutely. But had it been someone else of sort of an equal stature, I guess, I think it would have gotten the same reaction. It wasn't like, Oh, the rock came in and he's the only one that, you know, could have picked this franchise up. Um, they would have certainly hard. felt very different though, moving forwards because he does bring a certain energy to a project. And, well, and think, if it had been another actor, I think it would have felt way different. Well, I wonder if it's kind of like like Hulk Hogan would do this thing where when basketball season started, he would go on vacation knowing that wrestling audience would lose a lot of its audience to basketball or not maybe the, the whole season, but like the big playoffs games. He'd come back after the playoffs when the ratings would go back up and be like, ah, see, people are watching me. I just wonder if it's kind of that thing where it's like, you know, the, the audience went up and ah, I just happened to be there. So I'm going to spin it. I don't know. You know that's that's a possibility, and I didn't know about that. You know, we we've gone on record. You know, yeah, we've gone on record saying that you know me and Zach are wrestling fans. Vito, not super into it, but uh, I I didn't know about that. Um, I I just like, and I'm making. I've never met The Rock in my life. Like you know, I probably never will. But I'm just making that assumption. Like it feels like and even watching like old interviews where he was talking about like being a part of the franchise it just feels like he thinks that he was like that fresh injection of like energy that the franchise needed and like he's you know maybe i don't know well, I, mean, like, I, but, I like him in these movies like sure, i do you, and if, the last I'm sure he's movies, a nice guy yeah i I, I would argue that he is the person he 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 is okay. the guy that that because if you look at at his work ethic, um, I don't want to spoil Black Adam for anybody who hasn't seen it, but there's a there's a sequence at the at the end of the film after after the credits that he fought for that Warner Brothers was like it's not going to happen, and he was like, look, you either put this in the movie or I quit, and it changed the entire trajectory of DC films moving forward because he put his foot down. So he has that like Tom Cruise. Well, he mentality. should put his foot down for the actual script instead of the post-credit scene. Well, yeah, I, but you, you get what I'm saying, though, is like because yeah. Tom Cruise is like that, too. Like when you hear Tom Cruise yelling at people for violating the, the COVID protocols, you know, he's like, I'm carrying this film. I'm carrying the industry. And the thing is, he is. You know what well, I mean? Well, maybe like, not the industry, but the film. Dude, he saved he saved like films and theaters with Top Gun. Like top movies were not making money. Top Gun made people want to go to the theater again. I, I really sure. do think that his star power and his intensity and his focus is what pushes these movies forward and makes them great. And I but do I, think that The Rock does have that same ethic and mentality, uh, which but, is but why he Rock, was talking the shit Rock about. Do, Tom Cruise does good movies by and large. The well, Rock doesn't. 
that's that can be argued that The Rock doesn't have that ability to pick those movies, but he still has well, that. Whether drive. he has the ability to do it or not, he hasn't. I mean, you could like say he, young, he um, really, yeah. I mean, he Jumanji needs to get funny. a Christopher McQuarrie on board to make his movies. You know, I, I, I would he, also argue that him being funny. I when I when I saw the rundown, I was like, that movie would have been a hundred times better if he didn't try to be funny in it. I don't think The Rock should play funny characters. I know that he likes it and he thinks it makes him appealing, but he's like, it It just takes something away from an ultra badass when they're too funny. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or when they're aware that they're funny. That's another big thing. Like you can be I, making wisecracks and stuff, but if you're like, eh, <laughs> right guys? Yeah, right. and he, he does get a little too winky to the camera. Like, a little too eyebrowy. I, yeah. Speaking of which, by the way, Anthony... I did. I didn't meet him, but I literally stood an inch and a half away from the rock. I didn't know who he was. It was when I first moved to L.A. I was at a club and uh, somebody was like, oh, well, well." there was a big hubbub. And he was right next to me. And somebody said, like, blah, blah, blah. They yelled something. I don't know if they said Dwayne Johnson, the rock, but he turned and did his eyebrow thing and walked in and everybody cheered. And I was like, who the fuck was that guy? I had no idea who he was. It was way before he became a star. Now, you know. Now I know. Yeah, I was, I was I, half a foot from the rock. This was, I think, 2019. I was covering a Sundance Film Festival for Film Threat, and he premiered his movie, uh, Fighting With My Family, the movie about uh, uh, Soraya Knight. Um, the movie's funny, by the way. It was really good. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. But like, I, I was in the queue, and he walked by the queue with his entourage, and he's a massive man. He is huge, like, yeah. frighteningly so. Um, but my, my point is, like, I think that there's a balance with The Rock. And I think it's also, like, uh, it, it's more of, like, the quality of the film, where I think, like, his his humor works, and it's not too, like, ridiculous. I, I, think, I think it works, for the most part, in five. And it's been a while since we watched it. Uh, I think it got a little too much in six. And in this one, it's, like, very, like, just groan-inducing. Uh, but I think he really got the perfect balance of comedy and, like, action star, like, almost, like, to an Indiana Jones, like, vibe uh, in Jungle Cruise. Like, a lot of people slept on that movie, and I really enjoyed it. And I think that it was fun and almost, like, kind of hearkening back to, like, the Indiana Jones movies or you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, or, you know, even, like, Romancing the Stone, like, just, you know, like, that balance of, like, you know, action star and comedy, where it's not too, like, you know, like I said, when you get the camera. Um, and even the Jumanji movies, I, I consider those more of, like, comedy. Like, I, I don't think he's a badass in them. Like, he certainly looks like one. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, you yeah. could say that Jumanji's funny, and I liked it, mm-hmm. but it's like, has The Rock, aside from Rundown, leave out Rundown, has Rock ever been in like a good just fucking action film where he's purely badass and not trying yes. to do like an Indiana Jones type, you know? Yes, and I, not an ensemble film like the franchise, like yeah. the Fast and Furious. I, I can't think of one. Um, it seems like a no brainer, and it's yeah. it, he was doing like these sort of children's films for a while to kind of hone his acting. He's like, I don't want to do any big budget action stuff until yeah. I've kind of got my acting chops down, which is the story I heard why I wasn't doing action stuff right away. Yeah, but that was also a very smart move because he cemented but now his... he's not doing them. 
Yeah, but I mean, but, yeah. but think about that for a second. He did that and he got the child audience knowing that 10, 15 years from now, they'd still be fans. Like that was yeah. a really smart move. Sure. Well, if that's okay. what I was thinking. So the, the first thing he was in, you know, like that was big budget and, you know, like released in theaters, if I recall correctly, was The Mummy Returns. And he's in the beginning and then they CGI'd him at the end and terribly. Uh, in the beginning, they set him up as like a big badass threat. Like he is just this warrior that, like you know, is completely taking over the world, and then he gets you know fucked over by Anubis or whatever. I don't remember the details, but they set him up as like a badass. And I went into the Scorpion King, like thinking that like they were gonna you know really kind of like present this like almost kind of like Conan the Barbarian like character. Yep. And then, like, two minutes in, he's making jokes, and he's, like, winking at the camera, and he's doing the rock bottom on, like, some, like, nameless henchman and saving the damsel, and then, you know, like, at the end, it's, like, you know, and then he saved the day, but he had a dark fate ahead, you know, like, he, he had a dark, like, you know, almost, like, insinuating that there was a heel turn because, you know, connected to the Mummy Returns, there definitely was mm -hmm. at some point. And we never got that payoff. We never got The Rock like going full Anakin Skywalker dark side because I would have loved to see that. You know, um, there were like five Scorpion King movies, right? Yeah, I, I know. And The Rock has nothing to do with them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it becomes like Randy point, Couture like, at one point. Yeah, Randy Couture. Yeah. Uh, like, it, I, I've never watched them. I've never had any, like, never seen a single one interest in seeing them. But I remember, like, they were setting him up to be a badass, like, evil dude. You and mean The I Rock the or the character? The character. Okay. Yeah, and I remember, like, watching, like, I went to the theaters to see it, and I was just like, that's weird that they would promise, like, this, like, evil, like, just villain and give, like, a very, like, milk toast, like, you know, action star, like, winking at the camera, saving the girl, you know, like, having, like, silly one-liners, not even good one-liners, but, like, silly one-liners, I feel like I, that's kind of his aesthetic, you know, that's kind of what he got over with in uh, WWE to a degree. I mean, his wrestling for sure, don't get me wrong, but yeah. doing those silly skits and wacky catchphrases that he was able to sell. I don't know that that translates as much as he thinks it does to like movies and stuff where it often no, comes across to me like just fucking dumb. It, it depends on the project, but my, my point in bringing all this up is that I would love to see him do the full, like, badass, like, yeah, you know, villain. Same. Like, even in Black Adam, where it was the perfect, like, and I'm sorry to go on this, like, tangent about Black Adam, but it was the perfect character to explore that darker side, you know, like, and yep. it's almost like it, it, that movie has a lot of tone issues with me. I enjoyed it for the most part, but like, this is a character that should just be murdering people and not making jokes about it. And like, the does entire, he make like, jokes in Black Adam? Yeah, he, he makes a lot of like jokes. He, like, he has a catchphrase thing where like one of the children characters is just like, "You need a catchphrase." So like his like catchphrase is like telling the man in black sent you, but he does it at the wrong time. Like, mm. he you know like. He does it like, yeah, it, it's it's bad. Like the, the humor in that movie does not work for the most part, especially when it involves The Rock. But again, That's like the character of Black Adam has like such like such potential to be a darker 
character and a more badass character than anything he's ever done. I would, I would argue, why do Black Adam if because that's what Black Adam is. Yeah, you know, oh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's Hollywood's problem in a nutshell. Up yeah. until Marvel did the Punisher for Netflix, they totally wussed out on the Punisher character. Like the Thomas Jane Punisher is a fun movie, but like that's not the Punisher, man. Yeah. The Punisher is the type of dude. In the comics, when he originally debuted, he shot people for jaywalking. Like, he could not tolerate anyone who broke the law. And yeah. so, like, like watching him in movies, letting people go, is like, come on, man. That's, that's my, my argument is always this. I don't care if they change the gender of a character. I don't care if they change the race of a character. Provided it doesn't take away from what that character is essentially as the character, right? Like if yeah. the character, yeah, am I making sense? Like the Punisher, if they yeah. made the Punisher a black character, I wouldn't care. If they made the Punisher a black character who didn't punish, I'd be like, well, that's, I not, would, that's not the character. Like they I didn't keep the character's would personality. Argue, I would argue that the Punisher can be anybody. Yeah. Frank Castle is a white guy. You know, Spider-Man can be anybody. Peter Parker's a straight white guy. Right, right. My, my issue is when God, we were getting so far off topic. Should we? No, but it's but it's what I want to have this conversation. No, it's not because this ties into the Black Adam thing of him watering well, down that character. So go ahead. Right, but that's my. But, yeah. but no, I mean, I'm just saying they have really great like African American characters in the DC universe. Why, why not? build those care why not do a john stewart you know or or you know cyborg if you want to do that but like there are those characters why change other characters yeah when you have those already and, and I don't know. you know like like i said black adam is a, is a fine and fun film and that's a reference to a, a youtube channel i, I watch hack the movies giving them a free shout out um but i i, I thought it was it was fun and not you know very not a very good uh portrayal of the character and then i hear rumors that the rock has no interest in doing a movie with shazam and it's like yeah yeah it's crazy what, what the fuck what adam is the bad guy the main antagonist of shazam like, that's I why assumed... if you think about it that's why i'm going to spoil black adam for anybody who's listening skip ahead 30 seconds but uh that's why he fought to bring back henry cavill to yeah. have him fight Superman because he didn't want to have him fight Shazam. Again, why not? Like, why Black do Black Adam and, and Superman have nothing to do with each other. Like, and the I only mean, difference between Shazam and Superman really is that Shazam is not vulnerable to magic. I mean, I, I hate to say it though, but if you powerful. put if you put Zachary Levi versus The Rock in a movie, no one's going to believe that Zachary Levi would ever win. I mean, they should have thought about that. That's great. Movie. That's great because he's going to have to figure out a way to do it because he's the good guy. And that creates conflict and that creates creativity. I assumed uh, Black Adam would show up in Shazam 2. When he was getting his own introductory film, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, who's he going to face? Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. And it's like everything I read about The Rock and, and Black Adam is like, yeah, you know, like I saw a character that was, you know, of color. And I hadn't seen that as a kid before, and I gravitated towards his character, and I've always wanted to play him all my life. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I understand that. But you have to understand that, like, this character is different than mm -hmm. how you're going to play him. And, and 
is very like you know to me like and black panther just came out that will come forever black panther like to me like i always like saw like a very uh like similarities in design and in the character and the attitude between namor and black adam like they both have the the pointy ears they both have that like very arrogant and very like you know like i am willing to murder people for what will benefit my people that's all I want. I don't care about anything else, and I don't care about anyone else. I am going to do that. They are not heroes. They are self-serving, selfish, anti-heroes. anti-heroes. Yeah. yeah. And The Rock purposely made Black Adam a hero. Like, and it's like Which is the, they've even gone so far as to have Black Adam join the Justice League in the comics – yeah. And I mean, I'm reading it. I'm like, the only reason you would do this is because the rock movie's coming out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like it, that the black Adam movie is not a black Adam movie. I hate but to be it was so, a success. That's the yeah, sad thing. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that much of a success. I hate to be precious about the box office wise. Well, even box office Apparently. wise, it, it, it didn't Good. make nearly <laughs> as much as they thought it would. Um, But like, if you're going to, you know, play these characters, you have to realize, like, you know, people have an expectation towards them. And if you're just injecting your your preferences and your, you know, abilities as an actor, like, you're, you're well, completely... Uh, but there's yeah, more to the character. I mean, it's great that he connected with him on, like, a person of color level, but it's very like... Very surface level. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah. like if you love the character so much, there's a lot to really love about Black Adam. Like he's a cool character. Just do that character. You and know, he literally plays him in the movie as just Superman that kills people. Yeah, I'm sure because that's, that's what he, he wants to be Superman. Yeah, most likely. But I mean, mm-hmm. and the thing is, as soon as I heard like back in like freaking 2002 or, or you know 2005 or whenever this was first an idea, I thought The Rock playing Black Adam that sounds freaking great. He looks spot on, you know, uh, and I thought, oh, what a cool action film. But it sounds like that's not ultimately what it ended up being. I think the other characters save that movie. I, I think Hawkman and uh, and Cyclone. Uh, yeah, Cyclone. And Hawkman uh, has always been incredibly boring to me. He's good. I'm in the sure movie. he's fine. I, I really liked him. I, I've always liked Hawkman and uh, Dr. Fate, especially like Pierce Brosnan is great in it. Um, I, I would have loved to see just a, a Dr. Fate solo film. Like, and I, I probably, I've heard that. that they're probably going to give him a solo film. I would love that. I thought he was, he was great. And um, was it uh molecular man? Like the Adam Smasher, Adam Smasher. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I thought he was good too. That that dude was supposed to be He-Man in a movie, like the mm-hmm. actor that played uh, Adam. Prince Smith. Adam. Yeah, yeah, Prince Adam. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah. Um, I, I just I would love to see The Rock like be an actual like dark character, like serious brooding. I think you know you know what I've always wanted. I've always wanted a film where The Rock and he is not Dwayne Johnson playing The Rock. But there's a movie where where his character is Rocky Maivia as he would have played him like on WWE in the 90s, but doing whatever. Like I want him to I want him to play that sort of Johnny Bravo character for real. 
he was attached know. to a Johnny Bravo live action movie for years, and I, I, I really think it's a shame that that never happened. That sounds perfect. It would have been great. Yeah, it, the casting would have been perfect. Um, yeah. So I cut you off. My little rant on the rock. Oh no, that's Sorry. okay. I, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah, I just I look. Deadpool worked. The Deadpool one and two movies worked because Ryan Reynolds fought to keep that character exactly the way he is yeah. in the comics. Yeah. And that, that's the movie maintained want. a tone. Yeah, people yeah. people want those. I, I mean, that's that's the weirdest things. If there are any executives out there listening to this, like seriously, listen to what the fans are, are saying. You don't have to give them what they want in terms of like the storyline, but like when they want the character to be loyal to the comics or loyal to the way they're created keep them loyal man like it's not that hard did you guys uh have you ever read any of the parker books by uh i'm blanking on his name right now it was donald westlake but he wrote under a a pen name but the parker character is this master thief he's he's kind of a big actually he's got like a build like the rock he's this huge dude they describes his, his hands as being like mittens and if you've ever seen the movie payback or the movie point blank those are based on those books. Parker is just a bastard. He's single-minded. He doesn't care if you get shot. He's kind of like a Constantine character in that aspect, but for criminal stuff. But every time they make movies, they make him sympathetic. And uh, they made a Parker movie with um, Jason Statham. And I knew they fucked up the character three minutes into the film. They're about to rob this carnival. And there's this little kid playing uh, with the darts and the balloons, you know? And Statham walks up there. They're about to like do the robbery. And he walks up to the kid and he goes, is your mother here? And the kid's like, yes. And he goes, go find your mom and and tell her you guys need to leave right now. Parker wouldn't have done that. He would have shot that kid to get through. You know, the character's a bastard in the books. And that's what people like about him. And the moment you make him sympathetic, you take take away that character. And I, I, I always, I think that's why people love Quentin Tarantino movies. He's not afraid to make a character a fucking bastard. He'll make him charming as fuck so that you like him. But he has characters that shoot up heroin. He has characters that like shoot people in the face. But you can so you can do movies where the characters are despicable as long as they're good. Like you don't have to make the character soft to make. I don't know. I just I can't stand it when they soften characters and change them too much for the big screen. It just drives me nuts. Well, they're definitely keeping our favorite Fast and Furious characters uh, the the same. So, well, Vin's getting softer as we go in the middle. That's true. Oh. Hi yo! But uh, definitely excited. He's to... I lost. He's That's what? Good. I'm sorry, I got distracted for a moment. What'd you say? Vin Diesel's gained all the weight I lost. That's hilarious. That's he found it. He found it for you. Well, I think we're getting really close to the end of uh, Fast and Fur- or Furious 7, as it were. And uh, the next episode is probably, I'm sure we're getting close to the, the whole ending, which is, you know, wrapping up Brian and everything. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And then where we go for eight, nine and beyond, buckle up is all I can say. Yeah. It's going to be us talking shit for 60 more episodes. That's right. But, but in a, in a fun, entertaining way that uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll love, especially on Spotify, which should be rectified soon. I believe it will. Be. And welcome and, Spotify fans. Yes. Welcome listeners from Spotify and elsewhere. It's going to be um, weird for somebody who starts this 
on Spotify from the first episode and gets to this one in a year. And is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've been listening the whole time. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have some some laughs to look forward to. Uh, and yeah. As always, you can message us at uh, Fast and Furious Podcast at gmail.com. One of us may even check it at one of these at some point. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the uh, that's even the email address, is it? Fast and Furious, so fast, so furious podcast. Okay. You said well, you said fast and I don't know what you said. Did I say something totally different? Who we're we're, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting punchy at this point. We take this real serious, folks. We're an hour and a half into this. Let me right. let me check. This is on the shorter side. You're of gonna podcast. check it. It's Go gonna be this invite from Vin Diesel to come tour the, the set of Fast Ten. It was from I need to know video. by the end of October. Yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> Please, what? No, no. Please no, let no, me no. know by November 11th. It's like the 12th when we check That's it. Right. You know. So, um, I, I I'm checking up on the uh, the email. Uh, no. Oh wait. Is this a? Uh, looks like this is just a, a scam. Yeah, it's very oh, disheartening. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what a loyal but, fan base. Our email is so fast so furious podcast at gmail.com. 100% confirmed. That's where you can yes. reach out to us. We would love to to uh, hear your thoughts. Hear your thoughts and you know engage in in conversation <laughs> and leave leave reviews. It's been a while yeah, since we've asked hard. about that. We don't want to bother anybody, but that helps a lot. That helps us going. That, you know. And we are inconsistent with our releases, but we will keep on going, damn We're it. We're working on it. So yeah. don't give up if you don't hear from us. We'll Life <laughs> happens. That's right. Life happens. We've made it this far. Yeah. We can't stop now. Yeah. No, it's it's perseverance, all. guys. That's right. When they rebuke, <laughs> rebuke. When they reboot it in 20 years, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be That's gray. Right. Yeah. So fast, so furious, so old. So slow. That's <laughs> right. Well, for that matter, uh, we'll wrap it up on this episode. And hopefully you'll join us to finish out Furious 7 and Beyond on So Fast, So Furious. Got a title at the end. Bye. Do you guys want to say bye? Like, it is just. I did say bye. Yeah, I did say bye. Implied. I said bye. Bye. Bye.